This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. Are you single but planning on having another person in your bed now that the world is returning to normal? Well, to my knowledge, it is important that your bed isn't uncomfortable. However, you don't want to break the bank in the process of buying a new bed. That's why I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress, perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam, fits all bed frames, and reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder that when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. Welcome, one and all, to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, uh, the show all about feelings and how we are going to uh, systematic poverty is a moral dismantling. That's the that's the topic of today's uh, show. Uh, welcome, one and all, to the show today. You may notice we are not in my studio uh, today. We are in Micah's studio, or you would call this your studio. Yeah, this is my office, studio, workspace, masturbation Uh, chamber. Masturbation chamber? Yeah, keep talking. I don't know why your volume's not up. Well, um, yeah, I don't really masturbate in here because, you know. Yeah, you have a whole house. Yeah, I have a whole house to do that. I've got a washer and dryer downstairs, lots of places. So, uh, do you know what a WAP is? Yes, I do. What does WAP stand for? A WASP aiding people's hearts. First of all, you spelled WAP. it wrong. WAP stands for Wet Ass Podcast, which is what you're checking out today. Uh, from the top. Not, not Wet Ass Pussy, you know? No, it's a Wet Ass Podcast. From the top, make a drop. That's a Wet Ass Podcast. Now grab a bucket and a mop. That's a Wet Ass Podcast. I am talking WAP, WAP, WAP. That's a uh, Wet Ass Podcast. But uh, welcome to the show today, folks. Uh, we have a good one today. The, today on the show, uh, like we probably already mentioned, uh, my guest, you may know him from TLC's My 600 Pound Life. Uh, welcome to the show today, MJ Chrisman, Micah, big guy. Those are going to be the names I'm calling you, maybe a big-titted animal, uh, but you know Micah. Hashtag, pray for Micah. From his hit show, My 600 Pound Life, the 685-pound teen. He's been on all of them, right, Micah? Right. Yep. I'm a. It's a pleasure to be here on the America's worst, po- the world's worst podcast. So yeah, dude, I'm happy to have you here today. We we've, we've been talking. This is the first time we've ever had a guest on this show. Thirty nine episodes in, and I think what was the idea behind us doing this? It was just me. I say a lot of stupid shit, and you're like, you hate women. You keep talking about how much you hate women. I'm like, well, maybe you should come on the show and maybe fix all my problems or shit like that. Yeah, you also flew in from Nashville, Tennessee and crashed to my house for the last week. So I figured, well, what better way to channel some angst and energy than do an episode with you? I know. He's like, I have to have my hookah when we do this. I have to have my hookah. <laughs> He's like, I can't do this without my hookah. So you're going to have to hear this bubbling. So if you hear futuristic smoking apparatuses bubbling, it's not a bong. It is hookah. Middle Eastern shisha. So first of all, I have to get through some business here. Uh Ride or Die Volume 2 out now, wherever you stream your music, folks. So I just want to tell you that. That's my music. It's really awesome, really great. It's a great way to say thank you for being a friend if you just stream it nonstop. Uh, from now until uh, 
eventually Micah dies. That's going to be the goal. You have to stream my music until Micah dies. May not be that long. So, so let's all so, pray for everybody's sake. So pray for I die soon. So, uh, Hashtag pray for Micah. <laughs> you heard that before. Uh, so also go check that out wherever you stream your music. Uh, you can also check out my the rest of my music on all social medias. Uh, it's at the Shweezy, except for TikTok, where I am at the Foreplay King. And you can follow Micah at MJ Chrisman, at best of MJ Chrisman, either one. <laughs> Probably at MJ Chrisman if you want the real stuff. If you want Sam's fan, fan my, my photos, fan account, his fan account, best of MJ Chrisman. So that, that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, you can also check me on Twitch every Thursday and sometimes Monday, where I stream video games like Fortnite and Pokemon and Micah. Sometimes stops by, except for maybe one time he did. I, I, yeah, when I see it on my Facebook scrolling, that's pretty much all. He's like, oh, I don't like watching people on Twitch. And then I play video games at his place. He's like, ooh, this is interesting. <laughs> he's like, what do people even watch video games on the internet? Again, he's invaded my house for a week. What else do I have to do but let him take control of my TV? Mm-hmm. You can also check out uh, the show on Patreon, where you can financially support me and everything I do. And that keeps me away. If you support me even further, I no longer have to crash at Micah's house. I can get a hotel. And that's the dream, right? Yeah, always the dream. I'm just going to keep talking while you're doing this little schlick, so that way you'll have to take more time to edit out my voice. Dude, no, I'm not doing anything. In between your ads. Anything you say, (laughs) it's it's staying in. And guess what? I'm not going to be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So I think you're going to be excited. I'm like going to reach over to the soundboard and you're like, what's coming? What's coming? What's, what's coming? What's coming? And I really like that. All right, folks. Sorry, the recording stopped. Mike, anything you want to promote? Um, you can go to uh, mjchrisman.com. That's where I have a deactive, uh, inactive blog and, and, like and, blo- and books that uh, I don't want anyone to read. And I really like that. Um, but, you know, working on writing projects. But if you want to keep up with my... My my spiels, you know, just check that out or follow me on social media, MJ Chrisman. I like that. <laughs> all right. So I think we got all the housekeeping out of the way. Um, so, yeah, let's get into our first segment of the week. Previous week right now. Michael, what is pre- previous week right now? It's a knockoff of John Oliver's last week tonight, but where the real news is captured by Sam Schreiber. There we go. See, at least you got that part right. Uh it's not a knockoff. It's the better. He, John Oliver walks so I could run. Yeah. Praise be. That's why I have perennial tendinitis. All right. Uh, first up, here we go. We got our first article here today. Um, this is from Reuters. Do you know what Reuters is, Micah? I think it's pronounced Reuters, so yes. That sounds like like <laughs> Reuters. Is that really how you say it? Yeah. I'm now, I'm going to say Reuters. I'm still, I'm, I'm fuck, fuck the haters. Uh, space is for everyone. Europe's space agency to hire first disabled astronaut. So, I'll just read this here straight out of Berlin, June 25th. Uh, this is very updated news. The European Space Agency hopes to hire and launch the world's first physically disabled astronaut and several hundred would-be para-astronauts have already applied for the role. ESA head Joseph Asbacher told Reuters, am I saying it right? Reuters on Friday. The 22-member space program just has just closed its last decennial recruitment call for astronauts and received 22,000 applicants, uh, Ash Bakker said. I'm not going to ask Ask Baker, maybe Ask Baker. I think that's going to be his, how I'm saying his name. Uh, we would like to launch the an astronaut with a disability, which would be the first time ever the astronaut 
Austrian added, Australian added. Uh, but I'm also happy the ESA because it shows that space is for everyone, and that's something I'd like to convey. The ESA, who's Ari... Ari Ain... Rocket, once dominated the market for commercial satellite launches, faces ever stiffer competition from tech-funded upstarts like Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin, and Elon Musk's SpaceX. Amazon founder Bezos hopes next month to become the first man to go into space on his own rocket, highlighting the growing role tech billionaires are uh, playing in a field that was once dominated by public agencies. Space is developing uh, extremely fast, and if we don't catch up with this train, we are left behind. He added outlining plans to refashion the agency as a more entrepreneurial player ready to work with venture capitalists to help grow European startups that could one day rival Silicon Valley players. Uh, the challenges are immense. The ESA 7 billion euro budget is a third of NASA's, while it's 7 or 8 launches a year are dwarfed by the 40 carried out by the United States. Uh, As Baker, who grew up staring at the stars above his parents' mountain from farm in Austria himself once applied to become an ESA astronaut when he was a student but was once a geeky niche enthusiasm has now become mainstream he said this year's job ad attracted almost three times the 8,000 applications received a decade ago and a quarter of them were women up from just 15% before like I said they said they're hiring disabled <laughs> it's American can't merit not American um, so they can, but this is in Germany. So never mind. <laughs> okay. So the ESA has promised to develop technologies to ensure those with disabilities, like shortened legs, play a full part. <laughs> I never thought of that as a disability. <laughs> And those astronauts will go beyond the International Space Station. Some will deploy to the United States planned gateway station on the moon, while the ESA's member states are reconsidering an invitation from Chinese and Russian space agencies to persist participate in their similar moon-based projects. Could European astronauts one day be serving simultaneously on two different moon bases at once? The invitation is on the table, and it's a very nice idea, he said. Reporting by Thomas Eskret, editing by Raisa Kasolowski. So, so Micah, what's your thoughts on this? Because I think as long as you can possibly pass, like, you know, that you have to take so many tests to being an astronaut, I feel like if you can pass the test, you can do it. Right. Yeah. I think uh, I've never – we think that that would be uh, the last kind of program they would let folks with disabilities be a part of. You always see these things about the physical and mental aptitude and all the stuff that they have to pass yeah. to get into the space program. Like that's why we're wearing our space shirts. We know that yeah. we can't actually go to space. Where we would never be qualified just, just to do that. a couple of fat astronauts. But that doesn't mean that someone with disability can't do it. So I think, yeah, absolutely. It's like, uh, you know, if you have Down syndrome, you know, you can get a driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> they can be real, normal humans, you yeah, know. Yeah, as long as you pass the test. <laughs> but, okay, here's a question for you. Do you want people with disabilities going into space? Yes. You do? You want all of them? All I think folks with disabilities should be included in every part of life. I don't think they should just be our grocery baggers. I think they should be embedded in all blocks of life. Now, as long as it's within the realm of safety, you know, like. Yeah. Here, here's a question, though. I think there, there was a problem when we were in school together. Uh, hashtag, oh, sorry. Hashtag pray for Micah. Uh, don't know where that made sense. Um, but, you know, we were in school. Uh, 
there was like someone, uh, one of our, my professors was like, oh, there's someone who wants to major in music, but she's deaf. And obviously there's that debate of, hey, you, if you're disabled, you should be able to go to UCM and like major in anything. But also, but if you're like deaf, like how are you going to like pass a lot of, a lot of music based things? Cause you have oral training, which is like training your ears to do music. Obviously you don't have ears. So, well, I mean, they have ears, of course. They just can't. But it's like, oh, I have a, br- I have a truck. It's broken. Do I really have a truck? Yes, you still have a truck. If you're just looking at the anatomy of the thing of what it is, but don't folks who have like, yeah, are hearing impaired or whatever, can't they feel vibrations and they can still obviously experience music? They just don't hear it orally like we do. True. No, it's it's a weird it's a weird concept. Um, I mean, yeah, you could do that, but at the same time, everyone has to take a class on, uh, like, ear training. And so it, it's, I mean, I'm not saying I'm against it or for it. I'm just saying, uh, how are we going to do this? Because if you're deaf... That's rough, buddy. And uh, I don't think anyone's going to... Well, they're definitely not listening to this show. <laughs> if, they're <deaf. laughs> if they're deaf, yeah, they're deaf. Whether they have the ability to or not, we know that they would. We know God wouldn't allow them. To we know God. God. God said no. God was like, you know, God you're going like, to have this disability in your life, and you're going to be normal from it. Yeah. This is the type of guy you get. But so. yeah, but I won't put you through Sam's show. So yeah, uh, and I know on Micah's show, it's only made for white people, white people. So. <laughs> The show I haven't even started yet. Yep, it's for white people, white people. <laughs> so <laughs> I got one of these for everything, right, Mike? I'm hilarious, though, right? Right, everyone? <laughs> he has so. to push a button to make people do things. Yeah, there's no one fucking here, Mike. <laughs> Rayla's here. Rayla's here, but Rayla, Rayla, if you're still here, if you're if you're listening to the show, uh, do anything. Like literally, do anything. Get up and move around. Do anything. See, nope, she's dead, so. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, though, um, so that's what Micah says. Only people with disabilities should be allowed to go into the space. Let's yes. just get them off Earth. Only. <laughs> there should, <laughs> there's going to be an only group. <laughs> We're going to get all disabled people off Earth. I think it should only be, be horrible. like small little people, you know. <laughs> little astronauts. That's a TLC show right there, Little Astronauts. They're the only ones I think they should go to space. <laughs> little people. They've, they've, You're a little person like to go to space. Please contact uh, the Schwebcast at gmail.com for further inquiries. We'd really like to get you into space. Make sure to cancel them. All right, let's move on to our next article, big guy. Um, have you heard of the Beatles? Uh, once or twice. Do you know their drummer? Uh... Start going through all the names, we'll probably be able to pick it out. Okay. Uh, going through all the names of the Beatles, there's Jeffrey, there's Thomas. These are not their names. Uh, and then Marcus. <laughs> You're making up these What about names. Steve? You know Steve? Yep. He's the drummer. Steve. Steve the drummer? Steve the drummer. So, yeah. uh, actually, you're wrong. None of those were members of the Beatles. They're, I only know one of those people. His name is Steve. Oh, Steve. He is a drummer, but he's definitely not Ringo Starr. So um, this comes from uh, BBC News. Uh, have you heard of Big Black Cock News? Yeah. So BBC stands for Big Black Cocks, uh, in case you didn't know. Ringo Starr drops trademark fight over Ringo sex toy. Coming from Big Black Cock News, BBC. 
the Beatles drummer challenged the Ring O trademark, saying it's too similar to his name and might cause confusion. Sir Ringo, 80 years old, has had argued that his reputation would be damaged if the Ring O name was registered as a trademark with U.S. authorities. But he has now withdrawn his complaint after reaching an agreement with the manufacturers. His lawyers originally complained that the brand was identical in appearance, sound, connotation, and pronunciation to his own name, which is already trademarked. Documents filed by his lawyer in 2019 say consumers will likely believe that Opposer's star's newest venture is sex toys, and this is an association that Opposer does not want. The rock legend wants nothing to do with the goods, they said, adding that any connection would tarnish his name, likeness, and brand. Now, according to the settlement, uh, Pacific Holdings and Mon... Momentum Management have agreed to avoid any activity likely to lead to confusion between their product and musician. The deal says the company can only use the name for adult sex aids and desensitizing sprays and must have a space between the ring and the O. Uh, the companies have pledged not to degrade, tarnish, or deprecate deprecate or disparage star's name or image they also said they wouldn't make any reference or innuendo associating the product with star or give the impression that he's associated with it the ringo is part of the screaming o range which momentum says has sold 25 million products around the world the name ringo is also registered as a trademark by various companies for a range of products in the uk from mop ringers and biscuits to a hormonal contraceptive vaginal ring so Ringo was knighted under the real name Richard Starkey in 2018. So, Mike, are you going to buy a Ring O? Um, uh, what was it only for Big Black Cox or No, Big Black Cox news is the only is the news source. Well, if that's know. the case, then yeah, I'd like to get one. So, cuz you have a Big Black Cox? No, as long cuz I don't have that. I was saying like, You know, we have a friend who complains about Big Black Cox all the time. He just doesn't like unsolicited photos of big black cocks that you sent him. <laughs> I don't see the problem. Well, that's... That's rough, buddy. Hashtag pray for Sam. Hashtag pray for Micah. I have the power right here <laughs> in my hands. So, uh... Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, mostly that, uh, everything has a lot of good points. Um, Ring O, which... It's probably a cock ring, I assume. I don't... One has to assume, right? The only cock rings I know of are vibrating cock rings, which is for women who have a hard time getting off. So. Which is probably with most men, especially you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Bird. Just, so. It's, it's just too... Type, this is a... This is the type of guy you get. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but no, do you think... Uh, do you think... What do you think of the situation? Well, I mean, it's very clear that if, as long as they put the dash between the ring and the O, you know, which really symbolizes the penis going into the vagina, right? The, the ring know. is the penis and the O is the vagina? No, I was saying the dash mark. Like, oh, oh the they dash. can make like, the dash like a little penis. Right. As long, but they were saying like, the reason why he dropped the lawsuit is like, they said they won't deprecate his name. And as long as they have that dash between the ring and the O... So as long as there's How a How unfortunate is it that you're like, Ringo, that's going to be my name, and then now all of a sudden it's a sex toy? Well, I mean, it'd be like if someone said Maiko, like... You'd think mean, they'd name a sex toy after you? No. If they did, it would be <laughs> purely out of spite and irony. Because I would never have sex toys. I really like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, 
I think uh, there's a lot of justice in this, so. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. So, yep. I think that's all. Do you have anything else to say about Ringo's sex toys? Uh, may they live long and prosper. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you like the New York Post? Not particularly. Okay, cool. So this next article is from the New York Post. Great. Um, Can't wait to hear the story. Uh, Kanye West sues Walmart for selling knockoff Yeezy sneakers. So do you know who Kanye West is? Yeah, I called him Conway West one time. That sounds exactly 100% like a true story. <laughs> it is a true story. So, uh, okay. Kanye West and the Yeezy sneaker label have sued Walmart, accusing the retail giant of selling fake shoes. Specifically, the billionaire rapper's complaint filed Thursday in California court in Los Angeles claims the giant discounter has been selling fake versions of his bizarre-looking foam runner slides. Introduced last year at a retail price of $75, the genuine Yeezy slides initially drew unflattering comparisons to Crocs. Nevertheless, they instantly sold out and now sell upward of three times that on secondary markets, according to the suit. The knockoffs of Walmart's site, meanwhile, have been retailing for bit between $21.99 and $33.99 a pair. While Yeezy rip off sneakers from its site, it has thus far failed to do so, according to the suit. Walmart is flagrantly trading off of his and Yeezy's brand of popularity by offering the for sale and imitation version of the Yeezy foam runners. According to the suit, the legal salvo goes on to claim that the Yeezy brand is worth billions of dollars and the potential loss from the imitation shoes in the hundreds of millions. Uh, the suit alleges that the real and fake Yeezy foam runners are virtually indistinguishable. Yeezy is concerned partly because the lookalikes being sold on Walmart.com appear to be virtually indistinguishable from the real thing. The suit says, my son has been wanting the Yeezy slides, but these look similar and are much more affordable, one customer wrote on the site, according to the suit. We all know it's both of our mothers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, consumers likely would have purchased Yeezy foam runners were it not for the cheaper knockoff imitation shoe, according to the complaint. In addition to stealing Yeezy market share, the fake sneakers are of subpar quality, which in turn is hurting the reputation and the goodwill of the Yeezy brand, according to the suit. It cited various con customer complaints that the shoe fit poorly and ripped after 20 minutes of wear, with one advertising, don't buy this garbage. Walmart appears to have removed most of the counterfeit foam runners from its website, though some could still be found in a search of its site on Thursday afternoon. Indeed, a review of Walmart.com pulls up other fake Yeezy merchandise, including a pair of Yeezy-inspired slides that sell for $38.99. Yeezy is exclusively sold by Adidas. In a statement, Walmart said the product referenced in the complaint is not sold by Walmart, but rather by third-party marketplace sellers. We take allegations like this seriously and are reviewing the claim we will respond in court as appropriate after we have been served with the complaint. Thursday's suit comes on the heels of a trademark dispute between West and Walmart over a ray from the Sun logo design West wants to use for Yeezy, but which Walmart says looks too similar to its 13-year-old Sun logo. In response, people close to Yeezy have scoffed at the idea West's upscale brand, whose shoes typically retail for hundreds of dollars a pair, wanting to piggyback off Walmart's image. Celebrities are regularly photographed wearing Yeezy's clothing and footwear and using Yeezy products, which enhance the brand's popularity and appeal to the general public. According to Thursday's lawsuit, some celebs, including Kim Kardashian, Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Jay-Z, Haley Baldwin, Gigi, and Bella Hadid, and Snoop Dogg, to name a few. So, Micah, both of our mothers would buy this shit. 
Oh yeah. They well, well, my mother, we would have gone to a thrift store and probably found it there. The knockoff. See, I get, it. I get like clothing from thrift stores. Like if you know, you just need some clothes. You know, it still fits and it's still in good shape. I feel like shoes are different though. Like. I, well, I guess yeah, shoes we would have gone to pay less for. Like, I feel like even like I feel like you should buy new shoes. It's like tires. Like you probably buy a new tire on your car if one pops. Right. Unless your life is really sad. That's rough, buddy. I hate it when I like miss it and <laughs> it just delays. <laughs> um, Got a little spasm there in your arm. Yeah. Um. But no, I'm I'm big on because I wear Converse and so. I you know I I feel a little respect to disrespect when someone wears knockoff Converse shoes, um, one um, because they look like shit still. Uh, two, they're not that expensive of a shoe. Like I can get the Yeezy things a little bit, where it's like oh these are forty dollars, where Yeezys could be upwards of two hundred dollars. Like so that makes a little bit more sense. So that's uh, one of my thoughts. But would you wear fake Yeezys? I don't think so. Probably not. That's not really your stuff. I try to think about like what shoes you wear. I see you wear boots. Uh, the don't touch my penis flip flops. <laughs> yeah, chacos. Yeah, it's like if you don't want your penis touched, folks. I'm telling you right now, wear flip flops. That's like a man's way of saying please don't touch my penis. Uh, brought to you by Joshua Casey, uh, author of Tracking Desire: A Journey After Swallowtail Kites. So. Just had to get Josh in there. No, I, you know, I try to raise up my brothers. You know, when when someone's doing something, I've never seen Josh wear flip flops. No, he wears. First them. time I met him, we, he wore rope sandals, and that's like, yeah, that's like really. Please don't touch my penis. That's like I'm Jesus. Don't touch my penis. I'm, Je- I'm Jesus, so please don't touch my penis. <laughs> but you know, I love rope sandals and chacos. Chacos are more practical than the rope sandals, so. Yeah, because you can be you, you can, can be, you can be go all, on a hike all and terrain. Still, you can be all terrain. You can go in the water. Go you can on. be all terrain and still not have sex. Right. Like with me, I like to wear <clears> shoes, <throat> so it's like I can only stay on dry land and still get my penis touched. But uh, not everyone wants their penis touched. Yeah, I don't really wear tennis shoes much. I don't. Probably should figure out some. But during the summer, I'd rather just be barefoot or sandals. Like. Hate wearing shoes with socks. Because like sex gets too, you get too sweaty and during having sex. So it's right. Like, that's why I don't want to. I try to avoid sweating as much as possible. So when I'm wearing thick socks and see, that's why I just stay indoors. Well, I thought you just stayed indoors because you had agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. That's like fear of going outside. No, that's. You're not afraid of going outside. No. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. So, yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, I think... But also, like, I guess... I haven't, I haven't seen a picture of it. We're a podcast, so I don't have to show pictures. But that's why you do video. You could show the picture on the video. And that's what... Uh, I identify as a fucking threat. So. <laughs> do you just push random buttons when you're not sure what we yeah, should, where that's we should how, go that's next? That's how podcasts work. You just, just, know, just not know what to say? Just... Have you ever not known what to say, but you keep talking? You just push a button that says you're God and move on. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I live my life. <laughs> just tell people I'm God and uh, uh, fuck off. I don't want to do in this situation. What makes you think I'm fucking not God? See, I can't remember what this button does. Oh my gosh, so oh, deep. That's, the, that's for our segment. Good, good deep conversation we're having. Yeah, I know, deep conversation. Uh, my mom goes to pay less, so. Yeah, my parents probably shop at Walmart and... 
My dad's being fancy. He'll go to Bass Pro, get new shoes there. You know, try to treat That's himself right. right. <laughs> go to Bass Pro. They have pretty good high quality stuff there. I mean, it'll last a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not where I got my chacos. If but you don't I, want to meet women, go to Bass Pro Shop because I don't think any women goes right. there. <laughs> if a woman steps, steps foot or in a Bass Pro Shop, she just like disintegrates. No, she wears camo. And she, oh, you see, well, I mean, how am I supposed to see her? <laughs> That's why you don't see her at Bass Pro Shops because they're all <laughs> no wearing way. camo, following their husbands, you know. So yeah, I guess that's it. So maybe what if Bass Pro Shop sold their own Yeezys? What if Bass Pro sponsored this podcast? That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Do you want to not get your penis touched? Then come on down to Bass Pro Shop, where they got the highest quality. <laughs> I'm already making up an ad read in my head. <laughs> yeah, uh, not sponsored by Bass Pro Shop, by the way. Um, let's move on to our last article. Okay. Um, you hate the police, right? Yeah, fuck 12. Yep. Uh, uh, this is from globalnews.ca. Um, you probably heard of them, right? CA? Yeah, dot .ca. Dot .ca. I mean, is that like That's all the of website. Canada? I don't know what the actual news source calls, but I just put the website down. Anyways. Um, so police break up exorcism in lumber aisle of U.S. Home Depot. <laughs> wow. So we're ending That's it some today. layers. Uh, a word of warning to anyone building a deck in Pennsylvania. Your lumber might be possessed by a demon. And if it is, you can blame your meddling local police. Authorities busted up an attempted exorcism in the timber aisle of the Home Depot in Dickinson... Dixon City, Pennsylvania, on Monday, according to a bizarre line included in a police uh, department's daily crime blotter on Facebook. Dickinson City officers showed up at the Home Depot around 3.30 p.m. on Monday for a call about disorderly people at the store, according to the blotter. Two individuals were having an exorcism in the lumber aisle for the dead trees, police wrote. The would-be exorcists were two men dressed in black, according to Dickinson City Police Chief William Belinsky. Both were men chanting and moaning uh, in the lumber aisle and looked like they were trying to do an exorcism, Belinsky told the Scranton Times-Tribune newspaper. Another officer told the Philly Voice that it was a seance type of thing for the dead. The humans were escorted out of the building, but it's unclear if the alleged evil spirits were escorted back to hell. Uh, there is no indication that the exorcism had anything to do with a recent drop in the price of lumber. Staff at the store declined to comment. <laughs> Naturally. Some, some fucking, like, 16-year-old just fucking doing the I'm going to not comment on this. Uh, authorities did not say why the men thought the wood might be possessed. No humans or haunted two-by-fours were charged in the connection with the incident. So, Micah, You grew up in the weird church. Um, <laughs> have you ever done an exorcism or been a part, been there? Yeah. I want to hear this story. Yep. There is a retreat we went to out in the woods, um, just some campground that we rented. And we had this whole night of uh, basically learning about what sin and how sins can be attached to certain spirits, spirits of lust, spirits of... That's rough, buddy. Spirits of violence. The ghosts of this guy. And I really like that. Yeah. And uh, basically, we uh, ended the night by staying up till 2 or 3 in the morning, praying on each other. And one person um, basically went into a, um, you know, demon possession 
like frenzy. It was like screaming and wailing and fighting against people, trying to hold them down. And uh, that person is now my age and holds like a normal job and is divorced, pretty sure. <laughs> so the reality is... I love the way that story ends. <laughs> the reality is I can't explain what that happened that time. I don't know if that was just some kind of uh, mental breakdown that person was having, if they were actually possessed by a spirit. But, uh, you know, they seem like pretty normal people now. <laughs> you know? Do you think it was like a mental breakdown or something like that? Well, yeah, probably. I don't know. It could have been. I don't know. I've seen some other weird stuff, but I won't go into it. Like, I think there could be extra spiritual metaphysical activity that happens, but I just can't describe or explain it now with my new worldview. Yes, my old probably Micah self would have been like, that person was full of demons. Also, like, I would, like, have weird experiences in praying. Like, your the brain's pretty powerful of creating stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just don't know. Like, we were young kids. I mean, we were teenagers. You know, like, maybe it was some way of getting, met, like, anger and aggression out by, like, writhing and, you know, doing stuff until it felt like peace came over you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <clears throat> what about... Lumber at Home Depot. Do you think these two stories connect? Um, I mean, I guess the spirit could have came out of that kid, you know, 15 years ago. And, and <laughs> went to, to Pennsylvania. Went to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Home Depot. And just, like, in, inhabited the wood or whatever. So. 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 Praise be. So, I guess, yeah. Well, hopefully the demon is gone from that Home Depot. And that's why I think we're going to end this uh, segment of previous week right now. Okay? I like that. Look at you. You were able to get your hands on a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. Look at how lucky you are. But you don't have any games to play with it. Congratulations. You played yourself. Well, what if I told you that you could play games for a fraction of the new game price? Well, today's sponsor, Gamefly, is here to help you out. You probably already know that Gamefly is the best video game rental service out there. Let's be real. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there, you're only going to play once, then never pick up again. I know... I bought some games that are now just taking up space on a shelf, which sucks. That's where Gamefly comes in perfectly, because Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done, you just send it back and then get your next game in the mail very quickly, like two days. And if you end up loving the game you rented, you can even keep the purchase from Gamefly and pay a used game price, which is a great price. Using our link in the description today, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Look at you, you fat piece of shit. Hashtag pray for Micah. Looks like you haven't moved a muscle in the last year. Why not try and lose some extra weight and work towards a healthy lifestyle? To do that, though, you are going to need some fitness supplements to get the most out of your workout. That's where today's sponsor, FNX Fitness, comes in handy. Losing weight? Gaining muscle? Or do you need the energy to do a workout in the first place? That's where FNX Fitness comes in. 
FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. And another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase, so uh, go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, everyone. So for this episode of Cancel Shweezy, we thought me and Micah would do something special. And I uh, wanted you to know that... This is the type of guy you get. And so today we have decided we have 15 questions that I put together to really uh, make our friendship deep. So today we're calling this uh, Deep Friendship Questions. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. So I got 15 questions. Me and Micah both prepared for this, so... Let's just get right into it. Number one, Micah, you big titted animal. Uh, <laughs> ass or tits? Uh, I said both. You really? Yep. I'm into both. Okay. Because uh, I didn't really think I was into both. I thought I was into both. And then I dated a girl. She's like, oh, you're an ass guy. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm an ass guy. You don't have any girlfriends that could tell you what type you are? I mean, they probably all would be able to attest that I liked all of it. You know, I wasn't just, uh, let me just focus on your behind. It was kind of depending on the position, you know, like she's on top, like I'm motorboating her. Like that's a good time. You know, if I'm from behind, it's nass time. You like, always go for the chicks with the armpit hair. You know, they're the most natural and beautiful. So not with armpit hair, they're not. I mean, that means that they're less likely to you're, die of you're breast cancer because they're not doing the deodorant shit either. So yeah, You're the type of guy who'd eat, uh, drop a lollipop on the floor on the carpet then pick it up and eat it. 15-second <laughs> rule, you know. With hair all over it. Rayless <laughs> hair. Rayless hair. I already eat rayless hair every day, you know, just floating around. That's not really helping my you have sex with your dog theory. Well... That's because you sit around fantasizing about me fucking my dog, whereas it's just a reality. I eat, make some food. It's not my hair that falls in the food. It's her hair. So I, I see it as like, uh, it's like, Ray, I love you so much. I just want to be inside you and hold you, kissing you and holding you and caressing you and playing with your titties. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Yeah. Have you ever told Rayla not to be stingy? Nope. I probably have. <laughs> Come on, Rayla, don't be stingy. And this is why my mom prays for my dog, too, because she knows she encounters people. Because it's your lover. Like you. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, my mom always prayed for, like, my future wife. <laughs> she was like, God, bring her the right one. And God's like, there is none. <laughs> there is no right one. So, okay, so you have to choose between one, though. If I have to choose, yeah, um, probably ass. Go with the ass. You're an ass guy. Yeah, gotta eat that ass. Yep, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really like that. So, uh, yeah. So insert you're nasty, Sam from Shari Crispin. <laughs> oh, can we let's tell that story real quick? 
Yeah. Um, so I bought this shirt from Micah because he apparently orders clothing from slaves in China to make him his clothing, and none of them fit. So he's like, would you like to purchase any one of these clothes? And I found this shirt, and I was like, I like this one. I'll, I'll buy that. And so that's why I'm wearing it today because ride or die, Micah, ride or die. Out now, volume two out now, wherever you stream your music, FYI. Right. So, um, and so when the weird thing about Venmo is they want it to be a social program <laughs> where it's like, here, you can tell other people what you purchased from another person. And I don't like that. I really don't like that because it's like, I'll do, I'll pay people for like business, like photos and shit like that. But, you know, Venmo's like, we want everyone to know your uh, financial business. <laughs> I mean, there is a way to switch it to private. Yeah, I just figured that out. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> Probably after this. So anyways, a lot of times, if it's like a friend, I'm like, like here's some money for pizza or whatever. I'm just like, um, uh, $10 for a hand job, And then for Mike. <laughs> and so for Mike, uh, for this shirt, I put down hardcore anal. <laughs> $10. And it's like, you fucked me in the ass so good that I'm going to give you $10. <laughs> And so naturally, my mother, who's on Venmo and who naturally has nothing else to do but scroll through and see what other people's her child's spending habits are, money transactions, what they relate to, sees Sam's comment. <laughs> I get an email, of course, just saying, Shari Christmas commented on <laughs> Venmo transaction. I go to the app and it says, says nasty, Sam. <laughs> the Gary so picture her voice, nasty, Sam. I, we could, oh, man, that. Made my morning. Goes into my family's theory that Sam's gay for me. So, yeah. He might not be gay, but he's gay for me. And yeah. So. I don't even. It's And it's sad that I'm like, you can think I'm gay and I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. I tell, I was like, I try to hide his kind of humor from my parents and my family just because they would never be able to put two and together. Like, how does Micah, the human being that he is, interact with a person who talks and engages in the world like that? And it's just a cat's out of the bag now. Like, I mean, my parents now know that Sam will go to those those levels. And the sad thing is, I don't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. That's the best part. So I'll have a conversation with my parents when I see him tonight for my niece's birthday party. Oh, yeah. You were like, do you want to come with me? And I'm like, I don't think. I was like, yeah. Sam, I was like, that's yeah. going to come. Mr. I don't care. But he, yeah, he's definitely not going to a family gathering now. He doesn't want to have to well, the idea is that face Shari face to face. It's the fact that I don't want that. Awkward situation. And plus, I have other friends I'm trying to visit, so. Other friends, right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. All right, so let's just move on to our second question. <laughs> um, number two, what does ride or die mean to you? It means you've got their back up until they ask you to do something illegal. That's my honest answer. That is true. So um, mine is actually kind of similar. So I'm glad we have similar viewpoints. Uh, it means if someone does you wrong, I help you plan the murder. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like I'll help you do things. I'll help you organize everything. But, but the minute you ask order. me to get in the car and do something, I'm out, you know? Yeah. yeah like I'm not so going to put the body you. in the trunk. I got your back. but uh, I'm not burying the body. There's a little bit, there's a little bit of gray area there. So Right. I'd ride or die for you, Micah. Uh, I would die and ride for you. I mean, that's literally the same thing. You just switch <laughs> the order. But I want to die first, and then I'll ride with you because my <laughs> just, body will be dead yeah, in be the dead. car. We'll have to have, like, five people just carry you. 
We've been watching a lot of My 600 Pound Life. To my disdain. <laughs> Micah gets to emo- my torture. <laughs> and Micah gets like emotionally invested in the show. Then I'm just laughing at them falling Poor over. Poor Rob, man. Poor rest Rob. In, rest in peace, Rob. Rest you were actually, he was actually on really good track. Rob was doing, I mean, like the watch 45, 50 minutes of a guy work his ass off to try and get better and all for nothing just to die from a heart attack. But he had a ride or die. And then they had to cremate him or something because we didn't get to see him at the funeral. And that was that was the upsetting part. Like, come on, we want to see the extra large casket. <laughs> <laughs> extra extra large yeah, casket. It's be a huge thing. They don't have pole bears. They're like they're just like sliding it on a truck. So, uh, so yeah. But uh, yeah, people on the show have ride or dies. Yeah, ride or die. Ride volume or die. one and two out now on Spotify under Sweezy. Mike is on the cover of volume one. Yeah, I didn't make it to volume two, I guess. I'm volume not... two, there was a little bit, there was an artistic thing I wanted to go with on it. Right. So, well, actually, no, you technically are. So there's a photo of volume one. That's right. Like, hung up on the wall. So you technically are on volume two. Well, now you're stuck with having to have me and all of your friends' caricatures and everything on every cover. Yeah, well, we'll see. Right? <laughs> First of all, ride or die, bitch. I need to get that sound back. But uh, um, I'll play something else. I've done this one yet. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> so, there we go. Um, number three, which one of us would lose hardest in a rap battle? So, I have a couple ways of answering this. If you're going to define us, lose hardest, like an actual rapping, rhyming, I would lose, hands down, the hardest, mm-hmm. compared to you and your lyric, sing-song, or writer yeah. skills. But who would be the biggest little bitch about it? Like, lose the hardest? Like, complain about losing? It would be you. Like, See. I would just do it and just be like, yeah, I don't rap and whatever. I just See. don't care. You doing an actual rap battle and you losing means you're going to be, like, the biggest so, one. So I'd be the, I would be the source loser. Yeah, the source loser. Right? See, I, the thing is, I, I wouldn't lose. I would kick your ass. I would kick your ass so fucking hard at this. I would make sure that you quit rap forever. I was like, I have a, I am pursuing a rap dream. I'm like, don't, just die, <laughs> just stop right now. That's how we all felt about you becoming a singer songwriter. We're yeah, like, this is please, the type of guy you get. just please don't, just die instead. This one, well, it's gonna happen eventually. So, uh, ride or die. So yeah, ride or Volume ride two. or fucking die. Volume two out now. <laughs> Wherever you stream your music. Can we just practice and see how many times we can squeeze in the promo of volume well, two no, it's, it's, into the whole episode? This entire show. That's um, this whole show, just to promote that. So, yeah. But, so, number three, yeah, I would totally kick your ass. Um, number four, here's a, here's a couple. Here's a very interesting one that I'm really excited to hear. Do you recall the moment you laughed the hardest in your life? See, I answered this based on, like, laughed the hardest with you. I didn't. So. Do it. It's like the. And I did. I did that same thing. Left so, the FYI, hardest everyone. in my life. I've left way harder in other circumstances. I got that. It's not doubtable. Um, but I would say when I tell the sto- when when I first shared the story about becoming big guy, basically, mm-hmm. like I think that's probably. Oh yeah. Like we didn't laugh that hard at the time, but that seed of that joke from that story, mm-hmm. I think, has left us to like. Because there, there is a story. I think we probably talked about it on a podcast before. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you're just gonna have to dig deep. Go get get really deep. Oh my gosh, so deep. Short version. I fucking love it. Picture me leaving a Halloween party that's being shut down by cops in college, and I'm walking out. 
Good evening, officers. One of the guys says, one of the yeah male police officers looks at me and says, you know, hey there, big guy. Or have a good night, big guy. That's what he said. Yeah, have a good night, big guy. And I told Sam that story, and it just became like, see? Doesn't matter. Well, no. Everybody else. I took you to like dinner at the dining hall, because I guess I had swipes or whatever. And someone you ran into is like, have a good evening, big guy. And I was like, and you're like, why is everyone calling me big guy all of a sudden? And then Sam just latched like, on to that's him. your new name from the rest just, of your life. You're a big guy. Cops can call you that. It's true. Like, and how, in my mind, is and you think it's like a fat thing I'm doing. I'm like, it's in no, my mind, it does not have anything to do with you being fat. It's just people. That one time you got upset, people kept calling you big guy. <laughs> because I was 300 pounds back then, so I was bigger, but I'm still big. So, but not 600 pounds big. That's You're why right. you watch those shows <laughs> to make yourself feel better. I'm though. like, I'm not doing that tonight. I'm a big guy, but I'm not a tank big guy. I'm yeah. not a chungus. I'm not a chungus. So um, I have two different stories. Um, first story I have uh, is when you moved in with Cricket and Batterina, and uh, you, you, uh, I guess you ordered pizza, and I guess I was getting ready to come over. We're gonna watch. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia's uh, BBC, obviously Big Black Hawk, uh, uh, version of the Silver Chair. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess, so yeah, you ordered pizza. I haven't left yet. It, like I said, it's like a two-minute drive from my place. Drive. Like, it's not, we don't get on a highway or anything. It's like a couple blocks. Um, and so I'm just getting ready to leave, and I get a home call from my guy. Hey, what's going on, big guy? He's like, Sam, Sam, have you left yet? Have you left yet? It's an emergency. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, are you okay? And he's like... I'm, I ordered pizza, and there's no Parmesan here. I, I, Sam, I know you're going to laugh at me for this, but I need Parmesan. Do you have Parmesan? I'm like, yeah, Parmesan here. I'll just give you the bottle. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I'm like, here, just have it. Um, Pretty so, sure you gave me, like, a little personal Parmesan thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then one time as a joke, I gave him, like, I got, I got little Parmesan packets from Domino's or something like that. I'm like, Micah, I got, and I just wrote emergency Parmesan. <laughs> emergency Parmesan. <laughs> and you just hated the joke, and you just, like, didn't, wouldn't even take it out of my home. And then I'm like, man, that emergency Parmesan would have been good right now, wouldn't it? <laughs> would have worked out great. Yeah. Uh, second story I wrote down. Um, so one of your ex-girlfriends was my neighbor in college. And uh, so there was like, you know, she lives here. And then, so, yeah, situation. I don't think I ever talked to her, like, as neighbors. Anyways, I guess we were we were leaving my apartment at the same time she was leaving hers, and uh, Micah told me, "Hey Sam, don't don't make a kerfuffle or whatever. Uh, just be chill. I don't want to have to talk to Nikki." And so I walked down the stairs. I'm like, "Come on, big guy, we gotta come on, Micah, we gotta get going just as loud as possible." <laughs> <laughs> and then you tripped and broke your sandal. <laughs> I really did. I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and of course you. Probably, and we didn't even have a conversation. She was just like, "Hey, Micah." <laughs> yeah, like get <laughs> in her car. But like, she didn't realize like all of the trauma I just like you know <laughs> went through happening. that moment. Like, I don't want to say hi to her. Oh, I'm gonna trip and break my sandal. Come on, oh, Micah, oh. we gotta get going. <laughs> just as loud as possible. Just use my. It's like an outdoor, you know, a good projector voice. And so that's that made me laugh a lot. Usually, it's always at your expense. Oh yeah, I mean that's all your humor is. It's at other people's expense, you know. And that's the that's the way it is. Come on, Mark, don't be this stingy. This type of guy you get. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. So, um, yeah. So, do you have any other ones that just come to mind right now? Um, no, we can oh. move on. <laughs>
this moment right now. <laughs> you try to fish for hopeful, happy stories where my collapse with you? No. <laughs> it's usually me being, oh, why is Sam and everyone laughing at my expense? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, <coughs> number five. What do you think is the worst way to die? I wrote here, being nailed to a cross. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior. A medieval form of a torture practice from the Bronze Age. Right. <laughs> that would be the worst form of death. They wouldn't be able to even get you up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have ways. They have ways. They'll just, they have new technology start, He's now. slipping. He's slipping. <laughs> they have ways of hoisting people up on crosses these days. I don't it could still happen. Okay. I wrote on the toilet. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought we were talking the most painful way to die, but I guess you could read it that way. The worst way to die. Would probably on the toilet. I think on top of if that's the way we're going to go, then it would be me would be dying trying to masturbate while watching porn. Like, at some point. You're, like, choking yourself. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like, no, just, like, I die, like, heart attack, trying to jerk it. And when they come find my body, it's just my dick hanging out. My phone's dead. They charge my phone. They get into it. They realize he was watching porn in his last minutes. Like, that would be Don't my... play that at your funeral, though. <laughs> <laughs> he died the way he at least died doing something he loved. And I really like that. So, um, yeah, toilet, I think one... The second would be, like, being 600 pounds, just dying because of being obese. I basically would feel like drowning, wouldn't it? Like, you know, just being yeah, so fat. Yeah, you sleep incorrectly. <laughs> Just sleep on like for me, I have a little bit of sleep apnea, so if I sleep on my back, I'm like, I could probably die. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that reminds me. We should go ahead and play the audio of you sleeping the other night when you came home to my house drunk after. Actually, your just wedding. airdrop it to me, I'll put it in the show. <laughs> Like that gargling sound means you definitely need a CPAP machine. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I'm trying to like, you know, trying to at least get to a healthy weight first before you then you're like, oh, you still need a CPAP? Yep. All right. Because sometimes you're sometimes you you're you have sleep apnea because you're fat. And I'm like, I want to at least try to not be that way. <laughs> Let's try right. that one first and then we'll decide. Also, when I drink alcohol, it's, it's worse. <laughs> so. Right. So I'll probably just die in my sleep like a normal fat person. That's all we can hope for. That's all. That's all we want. Um, number six is that this one's actually very important to me. How often do you poop? Um, on a normal day, probably three to four times. Okay. On a day where I've had a lot of spicy food or alcohol, like, or I'm recovering from those things, the next day probably like six times, seven times. Um. Okay. So I say <laughs> my answer was I do. So I take a beta blocker, and one of the side effects I learned, uh, like a year after I started taking this specific beta blocker, is that it makes it just clears your system. <laughs> and so I would say I put down like I have two to three solid poops a day, like at least once in the morning, uh, one or two in the morning, two big solid poops, and then one solid in the evening. But then throughout the day, I'll just have very watery, just wet poops. So what number is that then? We're counting. So two more. to three real poops, and then two to three plus. <laughs> two to three plus. Then there's some days that like I don't poop at all. 
Like, I don't poop a lot. I, like, I'll do my morning and then, like, nothing. Those are the days after you've had hardcore anal? Yes. Because all the you know, you shit. Have to do all that, you have to do all that prep. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I don't shit on this day. I don't shit on this. I know, like, porn stars, if they have to do anal, they'll, like, clear their system out. They'll have, like, a whole process. Some more complex than others, enemas. I wonder if someone's making pornos of them just doing the prep stage just before they do the porno. I mean, you could probably Google it. It's probably on Pornhub. Everything's on Pornhub. So, yeah, I think that's... So, do you count... Oh, no, I put five five plus watery poops. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we can move on. I mean, <laughs> I think the world knows now how about what our digestive system looks like and how fucked up it is Okay, between the both of us. Okay, guess we're on to number seven here. Halfway there, big guy. Um... What song are you killing zombies to? So, like, say, like, you know, we're watching an action movie and they have that final scene and they put the music up really good. And so, so what song would you kill zombies to? I didn't put down a song specifically. I put down an artist. Okay. I put down Yo-Yo Ma, the so celloist. Like classical cello. Like, Do you think it would be, like, higher paced or, like, kind of slow paced? I'm thinking slow pace, like okay. slow pace. I get what like, you're talking about. It's kind of like a slow motion type of like killing scene, like, right? Killing a bunch of people, but it's kind of like, like he has resigned motion. himself to this inner peace. Like if I can survive long enough mm-hmm. to be at a place in a zombie apocalypse to be actively killing them and deserve a theme song to go over it, it's going to be like this pure Zen monk version of Micah who's just like listening to this classic cello music while he's just like slicing heads off and spinning around and. Okay. See, I put down I Want to Break Free by Queen. I want to break free. I want to break free. And like killing them. Because one of my favorite fight scenes was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 when they do the chain by Fleetwood Mac, like while he kills his dad. It's like, I love, I love like when you pick a song that you wouldn't expect in a fight scene to be put into a fight scene, especially like classic rock. So, I want to break free. <laughs> I want to break free. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. So, and then, you know, the rest of the soundtrack is Ride or Die Volume 2 by Sweezy. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Whatever, like, where, where's the plug coming? Oh, and I would actually kill him too. Actually, I think Honey that, Pot. that EP, I actually do think, like, I think a lot of, like, indie movies, are like, it'd be good on, like, a movie soundtrack. But uh, that's just me for any indie producers out there. Number eight. As of right now, if you were to die, what would you leave me in your last will and testament? Oh, I did this more generally instead of what would be for you. So how about you go first and I'll think about what I'll do for you. Okay. Um, so obviously any Parmesan left in my fridge. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> we're just going to get rid of that. That way it doesn't like expire or anything. Uh, that way you can get some use out of it. Um, but you're also not like a... To me, you're not, like, a materialistic guy. Like, you don't get sentimental over, like, specific things that much. Like, you have some things, but, I, like, I would be like, this is the this is the water bottle that I drank when we went to see Monster Trucks in Kansas City. And it was a great memory for us to go together. Like, I'd get sentimental on something like that. You'd be like, it's fucking trash. Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd probably leave you some money. I think I'd you'd probably appreciate that a little bit more. Oh, a little... You know, zeros to it. Have here's, to get famous. Here, here's $10 for some hardcore anal. <laughs> yeah. Like, that'll be what your will and testament is. My mom's, like, there with, I have to sign off on it, you know. <laughs> Chari has to be there to sign off on it. Yeah, everything. I kind of thought you were going to do the whole story, you know, what you always say, which is, like, you know, cremate yourself, 
I have to put you in a soup so that you pass through my anus one last time. Yeah, no, it'd be chilly, so I could tear up that ass one last chilly time. Chilly one last time, yeah. Wendy's uh, chilly, to be specific. Kind of um, that was well, be. that's how you get the, what I have, but uh, that'd be like the first thing you have. You and Josh have to do that. Well, originally I was going to say my Rayla goes to my parents, but based on this, I think she has to go to you. Okay. Yeah. I'll take care of Rayla. I'm just totally kidding. I would never trust Rayla with you. <laughs> you could play about her hair so much. You would kill her in the first like month. You'd be like, there's hair everywhere in my hair, on my clothes. You must die, dog. I wouldn't kill a dog. Yeah. I would never kill a dog. I'll kill a human before I kill a dog. <laughs> Probably same. I'll, but you're ride or die. You got to help me plan the murder out now, wherever you uh, stream your music. And I really like that. Well... I'll have to think about what I would actually give you because everything is too meaningful to me. I can't believe we were doing a friendship questionnaire. And you're like, well, I didn't think about you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. Well, do you want to hear my actual what I will? Yeah, let's let's hear it. I mean, you're part of this, too. So I put put down Rayla goes to my parents, my friends. That's your part of that group. Have to band together to get my books finished. So when I die, I have life insurance policy on on my life that my mom's a benefactor of. So if I die early, half of that money I'm going to ask goes towards hiring a ghost writer to like finish writing my books, and the other half will go to my family. I mean, I'd, I'd be able to finish that. No, I would. Do you'd, you'd be part of the group that helps hire somebody who knows how to write <laughs> to finish the books. I'd hire myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say friends. There'll be a group of collective accountability. No one else is going to give a shit. I'm going to make Josh Casey do it. I'm going to make Austin, you, Prime Marty, you know, just like close friends who I know, Tommy, Jeremy. No, I'd be one of the only few people who would actually know someone to do it. <laughs> yep. Sam allegedly read my book 10 years ago. I'll probably just finish it right now. Maybe I should just hire you to finish it now for me. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, written by MJ Chrisman and Sweezy. Never mind. Just for the fact that that <laughs> title exists. No. Like. Forward by Sweezy. <laughs> I, I told Josh has to let me write the forward to his next book. I'm sure he'll choose you to do it. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, let's move on to number nine. Favorite Shrek movie? The original. You like the original? Of course. Yeah. See, this is a question I ask women on dating apps to know if there's any red flags. Uh, I always say Shrek or Shrek 2. And if they say anything other than that, there's a red flag. Now, one time there was a woman on uh, Tinder who said Shrek 3 because it had Live and Let Die by the Beatles in it. When uh, Fiona's dad, the frog, dies. And I'm like, this uh, is a red flag. (laughs) That your favorite Shrek movie is the third one. And we cannot see each other anymore. And that's, if you want to know why I'm single, that's why. Because I am too picky. <laughs> Standards it's not, are too high. And it's not like appearances picky. It's personality picky. <laughs> and it's a black mark on your soul if you like anything other than Shrek 1 and 2. True. I also saw, though, Shrek 2 still kind of like, uh, like you could take that as an answer. but What do you not like about Shrek 2? I mean, nothing. I just... Uh, it's not as good as the original. I mean, nothing was as it's good as the original. It's just as good as the original. You think so? Yeah. Maybe we need to watch Shrek 2. Probably. I haven't seen it in a long time. I watch, like, Shrek maybe two to three times a year. 
And this is why he's single, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> nah, man. If you're a chick who does not like Shrek, you can't ride or die. Out now on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, wherever you stream your music, folks. Unless you can finish the somebody wants line, you can't be a part of Sam's life. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you act like that's a bad thing. It's not. I mean, it's just, I, I aspire a little higher, but that's, that's you. I get it. Okay, well, this won't make you talk about Shrek anymore, because apparently Micah has a problem. It triggers a See, lot of trauma. Micah's a lot like Shrek, and then I'm Donkey. <laughs> That's exactly it's right. Like, like normal Shrek would be like, well, let's move on from Shrek. But Donkey would be like, let's keep talking about in Shrek. In the morning, I'm making waffles. And uh, no, our friend Cameron, he's Puss in Boots. And then Josh is Lord Farquaad. Colin, he's uh, the big bad wolf. Um, and I, th- I can't think of any, any more people. This is further proof that friends of Sam are not really friends to Sam. They're just characters and storylines or caricatures he draws. They're just people that he assigns meaning to them for them. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume <laughs> that I'm not God. Oh, anyways. Uh, he decides the story. Apparently, ride or die out now. <laughs> Mike is on the cover of, the, of both of them. Um, number 10, only five more to go. What is your favorite memory of us? I want you to go first on this one. So I put down the snow apocalypse, of course. That's a good one. That was uh, back in college when it snowed like almost two feet of snow. Classes were canceled. Sam came over with like two other friends. They basically lived at my apartment for like three days. That was fun, yeah. Yeah. That was like when we first met. Right. Yeah, that was like our favorite memories. Like he snuck in, took a picture of me while I was sleeping. So then one day when you sleep on my couch, I took a picture of him. No, you did it first. I remember. Oh, okay. Remember, yeah, I remember that's every. Right. I remember every detail. To bring it back against you later. So. Yeah, and then our we were able to be lazy like normal people would like build stuff out of the snow, but we let our neighbors build an igloo, and we didn't help do any of it. And then we just hung out in their igloo. <laughs> and smoked cigars in their igloo, poked holes in the roof so that we could let the smoke out. You didn't want a hot box? We didn't want a hot, hot box. Hot glue? Hot glue? Not cigars, you know. If we had some herb, maybe some, that'd be a different story, but. That was, yeah, that was fun. Is that the only one you have? Well, I didn't realize I had to write a list. I didn't realize there had <laughs> I mean, to be I just wrote multiple. Two. I, I was just, just making sure we have our asses covered. See, Sam okay? sent me these questions and he's expecting me to spend two, three days on answering them thoughtfully handwriting the responses and I did it in like five minutes and he was like you did that so fast and I hand wrote all of them folks on my iPad now hold that up again notice the font style that's a serial killer's font style <laughs> <laughs> that guy noticed I'm like yeah now he writes serial on his killer's iPad font is, style is magazine clippings of letters <laughs> that's pretty close that's might as well might as well be um, magazine clippings I wrote down uh that one time we drove out to, like, the middle of nowhere for your parents' retreat. That was fun. Even though your mom probably doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> yeah, not after the hardcore anal. She probably just thinks, like, I'm, I'm a bad influence on you. She probably thinks I'm your worst friend when I'm literally probably, like, the least worst out of all of them. 
Probably, as far as like actual influences on my life. Yeah, and I don't have like a dark side. Like everything about me is online already. Like there's 39 other episodes of this show alone. Like, <laughs> like the darkness is for the, you to see. The darkness is uh, right here for everyone. <laughs> my darkness is light. My mom doesn't watch your podcast though, yeah, so, so she doesn't know. So I'll, I'll have a whole conversation word, tonight. I can't wait. This is who Sam actually you is. Should try to, could you try to film it or like record it? Mom, let's have a conversation. Sam just wants to hear There you. was a version of Sam that you've seen online over the last 10 years since college. It's all a lie. It's, I know. We're getting up. No, I think we're nine years now. Next year will be 10. We met, I think, August 22nd or 20. So, when was the 19th? That was a Sunday. 2021. Again. So, August 22nd, 2012, me and Mike met. The fact that you're counting down the days... And the months since we last met, and you're holding me accountable to that, shows the level of fixation you have on my life, which is why I'm, my parents can't be wrong. I know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gay, everyone, apparently. <laughs> Happy, well, I, does this come out during Pride Month? I don't know, but Happy Pride Month, Mike. <laughs> now we finally made it about me. We finally Pride made month. it about Sam. Pride Month is now about me. So we've always been trying to find ways to make it more about you, other cisgender white folks. There has to be you know? like a, uh, what is it? Uh, there's a type of sexuality where it's like, uh, I'm straight, but everyone thinks I'm gay, and that's my sexuality. Isn't that like metrosexual? Like everyone, I mean, that's basically what it is. You're basically just, metrosexual. I'm probably know? just a twink. Um, so yeah, no, driving that to your parents for the first time, that was, you know, like we did that, that was fun. How dare you call yourself a twink? Sorry, you're not part yeah, of that I'm community. Twink. I'm a twink. You would totally be a little bear, you know? Like, like a koala. Like a koala bear, that's exactly right. <laughs> If you were that career, they would call you a koala. Like a, a fat Asian's like a uh, a panda bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, no I racism also, towards Asians. It's also oh, a, no, anti- Stop Asian, Asian hate. Stop Asian hate. Like, how dare you, Sam? Um, and then, by the way, on My 600 Pound Life, you don't see a lot of Asians. Um, the other one is <laughs> when we saw Nicolas Cage's Left Behind movie in theaters. Because I was like, Micah, that movie comes out. I heard it's really good. And it's like, okay, I'll go see it with you. So we get to the theater. We get our tickets. We sit down. Movie just starts. There's, I counted, including us. There were 12 people in the theater. <laughs> uh, and then I told Micah, yeah, the review said this movie was really bad. <laughs> then Micah looks at me. He's like, what? I can't believe you made me t- spend money on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ask for a refund. So we're like, a movie's already started. Micah's going to go to a front counter at a movie theater. Can we get a refund for this movie? And then I drove. So then he's going to sit in the parking lot until the movie's over. And I'm like, all right, Mike, you ready to go home? So I stayed to suffer with him. But I realized from that night forward I couldn't trust Sam as a friend. Because normally when friends are like, hey, Micah, I heard this movie's like good. We should go check it out. I trust him. And I think, let's sure, I'll go give it a try. I've seen the original Left Behind movies. Nick Cage and it might mean it's better. No. Total opposite. It was, really it was worse than Kirk Cameron's version of Left Behind. And that was, like, made in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. But it's a fun memory. You've been left behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's rough, buddy. Okay. So, next up, number 11. In a movie about your life, who would play me and who would play you? This one came to me quick. For me, it'd be Seth Rogen plays me. Yeah. You would be Jonah Hill plays you. Dude, I look way too much like Jonah Hill. <laughs> the, the problem is my brother looks like Michael Sarah. so if you've ever seen Superbad, 
That's pretty bad. Somebody will have to make a movie of all three of us in that, and that's Michael Sarah would have to be your brother. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I wrote. Um, so to play me, I picked, I, I just wrote a list of people. Zach Efron, Jason Momoa, Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> David Beckham, or maybe Chris Pine. I feel like those people really look like me. Uh, just, you know, tall, muscular, handsome men. For you, I wrote down a couple. Uh, Kevin James, Kathy Bates. <laughs> Kathy Bates. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who says a woman can't play? <laughs> Not even done. Uh, Zach Galifianakis. That's, that was my other. It was like, this is, you know. I am pretty him, similar to him. Uh, Eric Stone Street. He's from Kansas City. He's a big guy. Oh, is that the guy in the office? Uh, no, he's from Modern Family. Oh, Modern Family. That's what I meant. And uh, last one I put is Larry the Cable Guy. Good choices. Good yeah, choices. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't put Jason Momoa. Me and him look exactly like, like literally doppelgangers. And I really like that. So. Well. Yeah, well, if you don't think I look like choices. Jason Momoa. This is the type of guy you get. So. <laughs> you know. I don't think anyone could look like Jason Momoa, but Jason Momoa. So let's let's narrow it down. Let's narrow it down to one. Okay, I guess you narrowed it down to one choice. I'll narrow it down to one choice. So to play me, I'd put Jason Momoa. Obviously, we look exactly alike. Um, play you. Okay. Kathy Bates. I think Kathy Bates is going to play you. <laughs> Probably might as well go with Kathy. She's, I mean, she has good enough boobs for it. So, so I think she'd play a great Micah. Yeah. So... We're really learning a lot about each other today. Amen. Okay. Number 12. What was your first impression about me? Oh, I can't wait to share this. Go first. I put uh, funny, wannabe, heartbreaker. Because I have a specific image of you always playing guitar. We'd be at a friend hangout. Who's, what's Sam doing? He's in the corner playing guitar with women. Look at that women. asshole in the corner playing we guitar. We were on a hayride for a church thing. He's <laughs> on the back of the hayride playing guitar, of course. So... He was funny when you would talk to him, and then the rest I'm of the time he was that. trying he was trying to get the ladies to watch him play guitar because he wanted him to show he wanted to show them how good his fingers work. Yeah, you see me use my pinky when I play guitar. That's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know. That's uh, that's what I wrote. That's what you wrote. So um, here's what I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read it verbatim. Uh, you seem like the average preacher's kid who thought he was the shit. Though I always wanted to surround myself with people who would push me forward in life, and that's why I chose you. Aww. So. Aww. So I thought you were the asshole preacher kid. <laughs> that's deep. Oh my gosh, so deep. <laughs> I'll send, we can watch the porn later if you want. We'll send it to my mother. <laughs> Let her know. This. <laughs> This is the porn we've been watching. We might be doing hardcore anal with each other, but at least this is the porn we're watching while we do it. Do you feel like as like a father, like you kind of want to monitor what porn your kids are watching? Because our parents would like be like, no porn ever. But we're like, you know what? Maybe our kids can watch porn a little bit, but we don't want to watch them like very bad porn. Um, can we just hit pass on this topic? <laughs> Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. All right. But uh, so yeah, you don't have anything else. You just thought I was a heartbreaker, like Austin Doyle did. Right? Is that what he <laughs> said? All, well, no, he said the first. Well, he told the story last night. Remember, like a girl at a coffee shop. 
Oh yeah, but that was just specific to that thing. But I, I had already saw you that way like the whole time. Like I was just like, here's a guy who knows his best chance to win these ladies over is if he can get them to come watch him play guitar. Mm, what else am I gonna fucking do? <laughs> That's why he's in the music program. Okay, number thirteen. What is the nicest thing I've ever done for you? This is why I gave you a couple days to prep because I, I, I had to think about this one the longest. <laughs> It, it took me a while. I was like, what's the nicest thing this man, this guy has ever done for me? I put down, he let me stay with him free in Nashville. That's it. My door is always open to you. You yeah. just have to tell me before you're coming. Right. Coming up in May, right? Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. <laughs> but I just realized, like, yeah, like, he's not the type to give you gifts. He's not really even the type of guy to buy you beer. He's more likely to bring his own pack of beer to the party and tell you, don't touch that beer. Those are mine. Those are my select three beers I brought oh, yeah. to the gathering. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what are nice things that Sam's done for? He's never really treated me to a dinner or a meal. I bought you, I've bought you drink. I know I have before bought you like a beer. Listen, I'll buy people, you a beer, do you dad. hear the panic in his voice? It's no. because it's, he knows it's not true. I remember in college, Mike is like, I don't have the money to go out and drink. All I'm I know like, is I Look, have, I'll buy you a drink. There are other friends I have in my life. And I bought are, him pizza last night. Let's let's think about that. Oh, yeah, the, the pizza. Oh, and now he's using it against me. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, the <laughs> nicest things he's ever done for me, he's probably going to use against me. So the genuinely nice thing that he didn't hold over my head was he let me stay with him for, like, four or five days, four days, three days. I don't even I don't remember. Care. Yeah, I don't remember either. Probably just, like, three days. This is the type of guy you get. <laughs> All right, your turn. Um, So I wrote, so I could probably, you, you are a very nice guy. Uh, nice guy. Uh, not, not like a nice guy who's like, fuck all women. But, uh, but yeah, so I could probably go on. Like you're always, but you're, you always have like a willingness to help me. Like, you know, do a fucking podcast with me. Like I fucking hate this show. Um, you know, that you hate it. You know, you're always willingness. And like, I don't know, you always have a willingness to help someone. Like that's always, and that's a good quality in a friend and something I always appreciate about you. Like you're always willing to help me out. Like, even if it's, I try not to go overboard with it. And then I do. And (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Micah will sit down and talk to me for an hour. Micah will watch gay porn with me and watch me laugh. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that last he didn't, statement he is didn't, true. Neither of us enjoyed why well, I enjoyed it, but not in that way. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. I closed my eyes. I refused like, to I watch it. See. So the fact that the nicest thing you have to say about me is that I was willing to sit there and hear sounds with my eyes closed. I guess shows you the kind of friend that I am that I'm willing to pull up, put up with your bullshit. Yeah. You have a lot to more. To a certain extent. You have a more willingness. Like, you're the you're on one end of the spectrum, and then Emily's at the other end of the spectrum. Right, exactly. Emily will not put up with any of Sam's bullshit. So, yeah. but uh, no, I Thanks, Sam. I appreciate that. So you're always willing to help me, whether you like to or not. So that's how I, that's what I wanted to say. Aw, that was real deep. I wish I had a button. Like, Gay! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. That's the gayest one I have. <laughs> um, number 14. Do you shave your pubes? Yes. I shave my pubes, but just around the balls and the shaft area. So I leave like some patched hair kind of above all that. That's a good, yeah. I know a lot of women are like, they like a little bit of hair because they don't want, they don't want to feel like they're fucking a toddler. Right. I don't bald, clean shave the whole thing. I just make sure like... As long as my balls and my shaft are shaved and smooth, then like sex, head jobs, any of that. Head is, jobs? Yeah, yeah, head jobs. 
Uh, that, that's, that's the opposite of a, a, blow, a hand job. Hand job, head it's, job, and a blow job. It's where they put my dick behind their ear, and they kind of do like a head job. <laughs> Try to get some friction from a stranger friction. there. <laughs> it's not, yeah, not a blow job, a head job. It's like, uh, oh. See, I'm a, I'm a modern man, so yes, I do shave my pubes. I'll do like a more electric razor everywhere first, and then like do like a nice clean shave razor on the balls and the, and the shaft. So... I'm surprised you call it the shaft too. I was like, how do I describe this? Should I call it the dick? It's, it's called the shaft, right? I mean, you know, you call it whatever you want. You call it your little willy. This is the type of guy you get. <laughs> but uh, the fact that we both call it the shaft must be very specific. Yeah, probably because we're both from the Midwest. <laughs> so, all right. So I think we're on to our final friendship question. What is the lowest dollar amount to receive a hand job from another man? This is receiving. Receiving. I put down $10,000. 10000 Now my answer is a lot more sad. I do it for minimum one month's rent, but I would try to negotiate two to three. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters is the rent. I just want to get my, you know, if like your rent's paid, then. I just figured if they're already paying me to do it, like, and they can't get it anywhere else, they're probably willing to pay a high amount like, of money. Like, this is someone else giving you a handshot. Right. That's what I'm saying. If they're willing to pay any amount of money to give me a handjob, that must mean I can exploit that as much as I possibly can. So I feel like I would ask for ten grand. Sure. Just, you know, student loans don't go away by themselves. So ten grand is, like, your minimum you'll go? <sighs> You know? So he, okay, okay, let's go to this situation. We're going to let your mom's fantasy come true. I'm going to give you a hand job, however, you want me to pay you to do it. You're starting at $10,000. You, uh, I would charge 15, 20 grand. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, I'll I let am, a stranger to me. Austin Doyle. I, I don't want any of my okay, friends. Okay, I'm a stranger. You're a stranger. Stranger, okay. So, I'm like, so. All right, maybe five grand if I never have to see them ever again. Okay, what about you know? two? Twenty five hundred. Why are we talking? We're, we're not, negotiating. We're, we're haggling. Not, I don't. I don't want to haggle this. This <laughs> hand job. So you would just be like five thousand dollars, my best offer. If we're talking about us, it would be yeah, like twenty grand. That would be your no. Best I'm offer. a stranger. Remember, I'm a stranger now. <laughs> five grand would be fine. I could maybe get a new car with that. Okay. Not a new car, but a new used Subaru. Like See, that could be have. close to two to three months rent. So, in Nashville, I don't know here. Everyone's. Everyone's just paying, like, oats and granola bars for rent. Yeah. Eggs, chickens, cows. Goats in the backyard. All right. Well, that's all our questions, so we really went deep. Oh, my gosh. So deep. I fucking love it. So, yeah. I guess that is our deep deep questions for each other. Are we better friends now, Micah? No. I guess not. I think our friend status pretty much stayed about the same or <laughs> has, has slightly dipped, but is like still kind of in that same range. Okay. You know? All right. Well, I guess that's how we end it. We live in a society and our current society actually having to physically walk into a liquor store should be a thing of the past. That's why I get all my booze from Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. 
Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do basically anything the hell I want. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may also have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using the link in our description today, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cooking your own meals are for people with proper amounts of serotonin, which is no one. Are you depressed and hungry? Well, you're still going to be depressed, but you no longer have to be hungry thanks to today's sponsor, DoorDash. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. Even while I'm dieting, I still get food from Wingstop, Chipotle, and even Central Barbecue here in Nashville. I like that. Uh, With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in our description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, Mike, are you ready for something you're going to like? And I really like that. Really like that. So it's time for us to give relationship advice. Now, usually I do this alone because I am the expert of all things relationship related. Uh, but today, I wanted to involve you. And you're going to tell people wrong advice, and I'm going to fix it. Before. So uh, today, we do have a little bit of a different way we're doing relationship advice. Now, Micah has said that I hate women. Uh, oh, maybe. Maybe a couple times. <laughs> Micah thinks I hate women. So uh, I'm going to see how well he does at giving relationship advice. We're going to do the best of. So you may have already heard me give advice on this before, but now it's my concern to think if he can do it any better. So um, let's get into our first question we have. Sex doll dilemma. So my boyfriend of seven years recently bought a sex doll without real really consulting me about it and i'm not okay with it i don't know why it upsets me so much but i can't be a part of it uh of it and i see him totally different because of it and i had and i being too hard am i being too hard on myself or selfish or him selfish this person does not know how to fucking write um i just feel like he felt like he had to get it because he gets something from it i can't give him seriously considering moving out and ending their relationship we also have two children and my son accidentally has seen the doll, the sex doll i'm just so over it now in the past i have said that this is the saddest form of cheating that has ever existed i fully believe this is cheating and it's really sad now, you give us your wisdom, Micah, because you apparently are better than me. You know, with every relationship, <laughs> what I've come to learn is that the most open communication you can have with your partner will usually, like, fare better in the long run the more you're, like, open with each other. This is why I haven't been able to date anyone longer than six months because I'm my full open self in the first couple months. And then it's like, ah, that's not what I'm about, Micah. And that's okay. You save time. But when you're in a serious relationship and you talk about even things like porn, right? Is that cheating? You know, like relationship, you have to be open with your partner. Like if you are a person who 
was addicted to porn before you got married, you're probably not going to stop watching porn after you get married or be in a serious relationship, whatever it is. Or have a sex doll and two children. So this person obviously felt the need to go get a sex doll. And that, you know, we don't kink shame here, right? That's what I understand. No, we do shame because uh, if your kink is a child, I'm going to shame you. So we do do we do some kink shaming. I get it. The bottom line is though, did she talk to him about it? Their kids seen it, but did they have a hard one-on-one conversation about the sex doll? And for her, if that is a line to be drawn in the sand, that hey, you having sex with inanimate plastic, you know, an inanimate object, is a threshold that. I can't tolerate. He needs to know that. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. You played yourself. So. So that would be my advice, is that they sit so down. Do you consider it cheating? Would you consider it cheating? I wouldn't consider it cheating any more than watching porn would be cheating. I mean, it's like you're using a conduit, right? You're using a third entity outside of your one-on-one dynamic to engage in sexual activities. And it's inanimate in that it's not a thinking, feeling human being. I would say porn's different because those are thinking, feeling human beings on the other side of the camera. They just decide to put away that role and they wear the, hey, well, wear nothing. But, you know, we're going to just so be the actors and actresses. We're, yeah, they're, role? They're, they're just like, yeah, they're flushing their body, like you were saying this earlier. The type of guy you get. Like they're flushing all the talk, the, the, the feces, and getting their bodies prepped for literally just a paycheck. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And so, if that's a threshold, though, that your partner is like, hey, no, I don't want you to desire anything outside of our physical connection. You having sexual activity with some porn video is actually you giving a part of yourself, a part of your seed, your entity, to that other essence video. That's not what I'm about. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> I mean, is that what you want to hear? What would be your relationship advice? To, uh, to it's this? cheating and it's sad. So uh, you got to knock that shit off. So, like, if he's cheating, like, can you, like, what, why is it cheating to you to, like, have a sex doll? Because he's choosing the sex doll over his wife. And he's basically creating a relationship with the sex doll. You don't understand what people with sex dolls are like. You don't understand there's a whole... It's a whole existence of sex dolls. That so you let me ask you about. something. Do you think it's cheating to use a flashlight? Not necessarily. Oh, but that's just silicone and a surface, a hole to basically come in. Yeah, most people don't name their flashlights. People name their sex dolls. It gives you a little more intimacy and connection maybe. But, but it's that's more of just a what... masturbation tool. Like a vibrator is a masturbation tool. So you a think, sex doll is you think a sex it... tool. So really, in your mind, sex dolls are cheating because there's actually more of a stronger emotional connection to yes, it. Yes, that's correct. Than with a flashlight. That's why I say if you just need to jerk one off, like put lean porn, and you're not you're not marrying the woman in the porno. You know they're not even in love in porn, and they're not even really step siblings. And none of it's painful, <laughs> exactly. apparently. So thank you for your advice on that. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, I want to tell my girlfriend about my fat fetish, but I am horribly terrified by the notion. That's rough, buddy. 
My girlfriend and I are just out of college. We have been dating for a year and a half now and planning on moving in with each other next year when she starts grad school. We love each other like a lot. We are both very serious about the idea of marriage. I am very happy with her, and she is happy with me. I just have one secret that I am both dying to reveal to her and deathly afraid to. I have a fat fetish, as the title suggests. It's very tame compared to some form of fat fetish. I just simply like plumper, larger women. I every so often weigh the idea of telling her this. My goal is not to persuade her into indulging me in this fetish. Not that I would be opposed, but I am happy with her however she chooses to be. But... Well, I don't know. There's just a part of me wanting her to know and another that is deadly afraid of how she will take it. I have as much reason to believe a good thing could come from telling her as I do a bad thing. I could go on with life and not telling her, but then what if she ever found out? What if I'm missing out on something? When you Google this idea of telling your significant other about fat fetish, there are not many accounts to read about. So I seek second, third, fourth, and so on opinions on the matter. I'm not necessarily hoping to come to a conclusion but rather just hear from you. So my first response is... Hashtag pray for Micah. But, uh... Why? Because <laughs> of fat people? Yeah, that's the one we play. Um, so, uh, Micah. I initially answered this as, um... Not everyone needs to know your fetishes. However, you're in a serious relationship with this person. Don't call it a fetish. Just say you prefer a bigger woman. I mean, that's pretty bold language to say this is a fetish. Yeah, that's I mean, it sounds like that's a deep-seated desire. Like, that's yeah, what I just, think of a fetish. Just, I feel like this is more like a preference. I mean, I'm not saying it's, you know. It's not wrong. Right, but at the same time, con- like, you know. Consenting to being fat, yeah. Yeah. But if you're telling me, like, this person can't be with somebody unless they're fat, like, that's something that they need to work on themselves for. Because, yeah. like, it goes back to, like, 600-pound life, right? Like, you're there's dating an episode somebody where a guy's into a fat fetish and like right like there's got to be some kind of weird kink to that right yeah. like hey i like a thicker person but the change is a little bit when it's i want someone to be so fat i have to wipe their ass and like move their fat for them and that's the kind of shit we watched on these episodes <laughs> for the love of god if you're out there do not watch my 600 pound life or do and cuz it's a great comedy it will ruin your whole perception on relationships and reality. And fat people. Because it's like, oh, why am I single? There's literally couples, people It'll out there. It'll ruin fat people for you. They're so broken. They're like, I like to date and be a fiancé or whatever to a guy who uh, I have to turn them over. Wipe their sores for them. I mean, that's ideal when you get old. But when you're in your 30s, you're in your 20s, <laughs> your 20s. and you're 700 pounds, like, and you want to date that. Like... I'm not saying everyone deserves love. I mean, because everyone does. No, there are some people who don't. But I have Do to question. Do you think question, Hitler deserved love? I have to question. Sure, yeah. I mean, if there was you more love in the first, world. Hear this first, folks. Micah thinks Hitler deserves love. <laughs> <laughs> this sh- uh, cancel shoes exclusive. I think exclusive. love can change people's perceptions. Up. But sometimes there's tough love, right? Like, maybe the love Hitler didn't get when he was a little kid, you know? Like, maybe some time-traveling Jews kept trying to kill him, and that's why he hates Jews. <laughs> Could have been that. Try to understand that person's perspective. Yeah, try to understand QAnon. Just try to understand it. They're smart. That's a good example, though. The people who follow QAnon usually are people who are, you know, folks who are just, like, looking for answers. Congratulations. 
you played yourself. We can't, uh, yeah, and some of them came out and were just like, wow, I was blind and I just needed to latch on to some belief and some kind of community to give me validation. Okay. And so, people who uh, date 600-pound people are probably looking for some kind of internal validation. <laughs> that they're, that so let's answer the deep-seated question. Should he tell, in his own words, his significant other about his fat fetish? Yes. He really is like, honey, I have a fat fetish. Because I think he probably did misunderstand it more. I think it's more of a preface to me. I mean, if it's something he has to hide, it might not be a just totally a preference. It might so, okay. be that, like, it's some part of his identity that he doesn't understand why is wrapped up in his character, wrapped up in his, like, his bodily reactions, right? But to lie about it and not share it is the most detrimental thing you can do in any relationship because the more that some part of you, your true self, is hiding in the closet, the more you'll repress those emotions and take them out in other ways, you know? Okay. All right, I guess that's all we're going to say on that. Squirting insecurities. <laughs> my boyfriend wants me to squirt, but I can't. I tried to explain to him that my body can't do that, and porn makes themes seem a lot more possible slash common than they actually are. I know some women say they can, and I believe them. It's just not something that happens to me. And now I'm feeling quite insecure about my ability to perform in bed. What should I do? You're going to answer first, and I'm going to answer after. I wasn't listening. Can you start over? Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> I was literally still thinking about 600-pound life, fat people stuff. <laughs> You're always thinking about fat girls, aren't you? Yeah, I have a fetish. What can I say? <laughs> uh, my boyfriend wants me to squirt, but I can't. I tried to explain to him that my body can't do that, and porn makes things seem a lot more possible slash common than they actually are. I know some women say they can't, and I believe them. It's just not something that happens to me, and now I'm feeling quite insecure about my ability to perform in bed. What should I do? Well, if she really loves him, I guess she should probably just pee, you know, and try to make it look like practice, make it look like a squirt as much as possible. It's actually the same answer I gave. Just I like, knew you were going to say that. I mean, that's the real answers you want. You don't want the good. That's going to be the real. You're just going to have to piss on him. You, you know, I would say be honest with somebody like I don't squirt. If you you know? piss on him. And I really like that. And also have a conversation if squirting is real because, you know, that's Some also. Women, it is real, but it's just, you know, it's a rare thing. Um, what. In porn, however, what they'll do is they chug like two or three bottles of Pedialyte, and then it's just piss. It's literally just piss. Doesn't smell bad because it's Pedialyte. It just smells like Pedialyte for some reason. All I'm saying is, the moral of the story is, the more you share with your partner the true honesty about who you are and what you need, don't lie. Don't don't no create kinks that you can't fulfill or f- say. And if she can. does squirt, it's probably piss. Let's just, I'm just going to be, if, she, if I ever meet a girl who squirts, I never have, unfortunately. Just assume. That's rough, buddy. But uh, I'm just going to assume, did you just fucking pee on me? <laughs> and I feel like, what kind of guy do you have to be to ask a girl or say, like, oh, I need you to squirt? Oh, like, you don't understand the female body. That's the, the females. Right. right. That's somebody who literally just lives vicariously through porn, and they're just trying to force their partner into a porn lifestyle. And that's bullshit. Like, we live in the real world. Reality. Where people don't squirt, they pee. People don't squirt, they pee. Let's go on to the next one. New boyfriend surprised me with a vibrator. 
I started talking to this guy back in February, and we started officially dating by the end of March. And we've been sexually active, but the other day he told me he had a surprise for me, and he pulled out a vibrator when we were about to go at it. We haven't been together for a full two weeks, and I'm not sure if this is appropriate, at least this early on. Everything about it seems fine, and it seems like he genuinely cares about me, but for some reason, this just doesn't seem right. That is a weird thing to bring up unprompted, isn't it? Yeah, to get like a vibrator. Yeah, it's like, hey, I got you something. <clears throat> Says the guy who sends cock rings to his friends for their wedding gifts, you know? Like, yeah. Well, they'll use that. I mean, are you saying only dudes deserve vibrator activities? Women okay, don't you, deserve vibrators? It's a different situation from me giving Austin Doyle a vibrating cock ring for his wedding. Because they can actually, that's like a gift that someone gave you to use. When a guy, like, brings out a vibrator, it's kind of the situation where it's like, I'm not going to make you come. So you got to figure that shit out on your own. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Perception is only how we describe our activity. The reality is maybe he meant it as like a way to enhance sexual activity. I mean, can you imagine having a vibrator on your clit while a guy is I don't having have a sex? clit. I mean, you know, for a woman. Well, I mean, no, you know? no. She's like, uh, can I post out the vibrator? I'm like, go for it. It's not my problem. I mean, if it's unsolicited, sure, might say the, send the message. Kind of like that, a like, thing you're like not she interested. should bring up, not him. Right. I could see that. But maybe he's just trying to, like, enhance something in their lives. Maybe he wants the vibrator secretly for himself, and he just didn't have a way to tell her, and he just was like, hey. Shove this up my ass. <laughs> maybe you deserve the vibrator, but. Uh, maybe I want to try experimenting with vibrate. Well, not that, you know, underneath your balls, maybe, you know, long, along your taint, you know. be a nice place to put a vibrator for a guy. Yeah, it sounded like you wanted to use it at home. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy plays gay porn for me and laughs at it. But when I <laughs> reference appropriate way that maybe men can use vibrators and it's not gay, it made him blush and look away. <laughs> like, just note that on hey, the camera. Hey, I might like butt stuff. I have a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> he has a bidet. You have to admit, you like butt stuff. If I you might, like yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's not. I mean, I'm not saying I hate it. Maybe we should call Shari Chris, but let her know. <laughs> hey, Shari. He's not gay, but he says he doesn't but hate I it. But I might like a finger in the butt. From a woman... From a woman. From a woman. <laughs> there is a difference between a, a woman putting a finger in her butt and a man putting a finger in your butt. If a man does it, it's gay. If a woman does it, it's just having fun. So is, how does this relate to uh Anyways, next squirting? question. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, no, we're talking about the vibrators. Oh, the vibrator. That's right. I forget what garbage story, what garbage content we're covering. Sorry. Here's a question for you. How can I stop treating women badly? Uh, I need advice on how I can change my behavior. I'm a 22-year-old man, and yesterday my four-year-long relationship ended with my girlfriend, who I had been dating since high school. I loved her, and she loved me, but our relationship was not perfect, mainly due to me. My father is an abusive and very Catholic, so when my girlfriend and I started dating, I kept it a secret from my parents because I was afraid of how they would react. After high school, I went to the same college as my girlfriend because I wanted to be closer to her. After two years of dating, my parents found out that, that things got very hostile between us, and as a result, I had a breakdown. I went back home to my parents, and my girlfriend stayed at college and supported me during this whole process. Eventually, I went to therapy for a bit, and my relationship with my parents improved. However, the pandemic hit, and so I wasn't able to go back to my girlfriend. I dropped out of the college my girlfriend attended and started applying to transfer to different ones. I miraculously got into a very good university in a different state and decided I would go there. My girlfriend supports the idea and decision 
decision and said she would move there with me when she graduated. I moved to this new city in January and got very depressed and began drinking heavily. I then made the choice to download Tinder and I cheated on my girlfriend. They didn't tell my girlfriend and I grew up very distant from her because of the, my shame. I also kept talking to the girl from Tinder and she eventually got feelings for me. That's rough, buddy. I'm sure by now you can see how this all blew up in my face. I came home for the summer and my girlfriend confronted me about why I'm so distant. I lied and it didn't matter because the girl from Tinder told her everything and my girlfriend rightfully dumped me. I'm not making this post so you give me pity or, or for some sort of self-flagellation, but because I want to stop being the person that would hurt someone who loves me so much and who stood by me at my lowest point. I don't consider myself a bad person of the sort or a sociopath, but now how could I... How could manipulate and lie to loved ones so easy? I'm aware of the growing belief that women my age have have that men are trash. I don't want to be that stereotype anymore. I want to change. My answer was, hey, don't cheat on someone. It's not. That's how. That's how you uh, stop being trash. Uh, stop cheating. Yep. It's not hard. <clears throat> I know people like cheating, but it's easy not to. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We could say that about any point of our lives, right? Like, look back at the mistakes I made. Like, why didn't you just not do that? Why did you just not get drunk and, like, pass out? at the? But he's wanting to figure out what to do going forward. Well. Like, he knows he made the mistake, but he's like, how do I stop treating women? I think that's honestly the first step. As long as you can recognize where you're at, what you did wrong, and, like, hey, this needs to change. Like, that's honestly the first step. It's like, that's a good sign. Like, as long as you can, like, recognize, like, hey, I was a shitty person yesterday. I'm going to try to be a less shitty person today. Like, that's 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 enough, you know, starting point for anybody, right? But, uh, you know, I'm not going to justify anyone's actions. If you're going to a relationship with that you're monogamous, that you're in this solely with each other. Ride or die, out now, wherever you stream your music. And, uh... College is also just a weird time, like, you know, like, folks are still trying to figure each other out. There's, It's like, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to justify his actions. Like, it's shitty that he cheated on his girlfriend. And this whole drama between the Tinder person having to go tell the girlfriend yeah. about all that shit. Like, at the end of the day, like, these are people who are trying to make sense of their pain and suffering. And, um, can, some people can look back at these moments and kind of laugh and just... I mean, life's so big and different, right? Like, how I might feel about an event 60, 70 years from now might be totally different than how I felt about it yesterday, you know? Yeah. All right, yeah, I guess we have the same answer. Because I'm a great person and I've taught you well. So uh, we got don't two more. Don't cheat on people. Don't, don't cheat. Just like, don't do that. Unless you're polyamorous and you've... And if you're poly, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Basically, whatever you've agreed at the Pretty outset of your relationship, stick to those agreements. That I'm not God. And that too. Uh, my husband goes somewhere every Friday, but won't tell me where. Me and my husband have had four kids, so a few months ago, my husband started going to one of his friend's houses on Fridays, or at least that's where he said he was going. So last Friday, I tried to call my husband while he was at his friend's house because I wanted him to get groceries. He did not respond, so I called his friend. His friend said that he wasn't there, so I was confused. When he came home, I asked him where he was, and he said he was at his friend's house. I told him that I called his friend, and he said he wasn't there. My husband said that he was there. I am not sure what I should do. Can anyone help me, please? 
So how I answered this was uh, he's either doing something good for you or doing something bad to you. And that's why there's a secret involved. So uh, that's rough, buddy. You know, so wait, she just has no idea where he goes on Friday nights. Yeah, he thought he was at his friends, but then he she just figured out he doesn't go there. And it's like a weekly occurrence. Oh, uh, that motherfucker's probably cheating on yeah, you. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he's like, probably cheating on you. You, you want it to be a folks. good thing. Like, you want it to be a good thing, but if it's a weekly, it's not like, oh, he's been doing this last month or two, and that's like the month leading up to our birthday, and he's secretly like sneaking out to like work on a birthday present or like. Yeah. Like, if it's a short window, you can expect good things are coming from it. If it's like a weekly thing and who knows how long it's been going on. That's rough, buddy. It's rough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think we both agree it's cheat. It has to be cheating. Because I feel like if it's like, if it's something good, like a surprise, it's only a couple times, but this is like a very big occurrence. It may not even be cheating, but whatever it is, he's obviously ashamed of it. He had to create a lie around it. He had to escape from it. Like his like wife getting the reality of it. So whatever it is, he could be going out like a serial killer, murdering people for all we know. But if he's not where he says he's going to be on Fridays and he's been doing this weekly for Howard knows, I mean, he could be Dexter for all we know. He's killing serial killers, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. This is the type of guy you get. Anyway. So we got to our last question today, Micah, then you can go to your, uh, niece's birthday party. Yep. That's where talk, I'm going to go. And talk to your mom about doing hardcore anal for $10. I hope my mother never sees this episode or anything to do with Sweezy ever. She probably won't. Praying. Praying for pray that. For- Hashtag pray for Micah. Okay. Uh, my best friend told me that she is in a sexual relationship with her biological father, and she recently met for the first time, and I don't know if I can continue to be her friend. Looking for advice. That's rough, buddy. My best friend met her biological father for the first time last year. He never knew she existed before since they've been spending a lot of time together getting to know each other for what she said they had an instant connection the first time they met. She told me how cool he was and how they have so much in common and are so much alike. It's unbelievable. She was worried about who's less what he could have been and was pleased to find out that he's a decent person that's done well for himself. We live in different states, but I'm supposed to go visit her soon, and she had wanted me to meet him. My friend has always dated men that were a lot older than her, so age difference has never been an issue for her. She's dated guys her own age, but for some reason she was never happy in her relationships that were age-appropriate. Her dad, la- dad's longest relationship was with a woman super close to my friend's age. Her and her dad constantly talk about how attractive they think each other are, and they would talk about each other how you would a new boyfriend slash girlfriend i don't know what it's like to be in her situation so i just try to dismiss those comments as something i don't understand they went on vacation so that they could spend more time together and when they got back they decided to start telling people that he's her father after their trip she called me told me that she had something that couldn't wait until she sees me she told me that she was nervous to tell me in person but that her and her dad have been engaging in a physical relationship and she's never been happier but has been having a hard time not being able to tell anyone. She said she's never felt this way about anyone and she can't stop thinking about him and how he, 
he said he feels the same way. She told me that it was the best sex she's ever had in her life, and she says she wants to be with her dad. I thought that I was an understanding person, but I can't understand this, and it's really making me question her as a person. I feel guilty for her feeling this way, but our friendship hasn't always been ideal, so many... So maybe losing this friendship wouldn't be so bad as I think. She clarified that he was was the more hesitant one at first and that she is the one that made the first move. She had met and spent time together and she has she spent several months trying to pursue something with him. He even offered to pay for her, for her to go to therapy to talk to someone about her feelings. She stayed at his house uh, the night before they were supposed to meet his extended family and she went and got in his bed in the middle of the night and that is where lines were crossed. I think that he still shouldn't have acted on it but I feel really gross knowing she tried so hard to make something happen. If it had been the other way around i would have felt protective of her i don't know how to handle this situation and am looking for advice now i'm telling you right now micah when i first got this on the show and this is probably why i say mm-hmm. this for last this almost broke me yeah yeah and it should break you <laughs> of all the crazy shit i hear and watch of this come on mark don't be stingy even down to this this is the type of guy you get and even to... Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. And even this. I identify as a fucking threat. This is the thing that broke me. Can you please go first? Because I, I, I forgot how much I hated this. <laughs> forgot? <laughs> you just read the whole thing. And, uh... You know, let's be real. If we're going to give it any benefit or credit of the doubt, you have to go with, like, old-school Freudian... Like psychological beliefs, which is that at the end of the day, we're all just trying to find our father or mother and another person. <laughs> you know, you could you can degrade it to the bare bones like that, but even then, at least you're diversifying your genes because it's another person, not your actual father or mother. <laughs> you know, and so the fact that this person was genuinely attracted to their father means that there is something deeply traumatic and broken there. There's probably sexual abuse involved early stages of that person's life with her father. That's rough, buddy. And I can't speak, you know, this is... Obviously, yeah, this is like podcasting, so we don't know the people, so we can just talk shit as much as we want. Right, but at the end of the day, like, I empathize with, like... Oh, I forgot you have that. Oh, yeah, I have this thing where, like, I have to, like, put myself in that person's shoes, like... Like, there's something really fucked up about fathers. Like, even if she genuinely believes she has a connection with her dad, like, he created that, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, he obviously was the human who existed before her on Earth and understands how this world works. To force her into that kind of position, to have to, like, question her reality of who she should be with and be sexually connected to him is all, like, his doing, you know? Deep. Oh my gosh, so deep. This doesn't work for this situation. <laughs> it's really dark when you put it for this situation. That's really bad. Um, I, I, I initially said, um, you have daddy issues. Um, and you should see a therapist. Absolutely. I mean, that's like the simplified version. Because I can't it. solve this problem. I'm, <laughs> I'm only a man. None of us can solve... This is the type of guy you get. Like, incest. You know, like yeah, I can't solve incest. Sorry, folks, I can't solve incest. I've been trying for so long. 
at the end of the day, I can't. Praise be. So anyways, that's how we're ending today's episode of Cancel Sweezy. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email uh, at gmail.com. Uh, you can always uh, direct message me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, even Tinder, uh, uh, at the Sweezy and on TikTok as the Foreplay King. Uh, Mike, where can we check you out again? MJCrispin.com or at MJCrispin on all social media platforms. And I really like that. And uh, can we announce your podcast? Just, I mean, it's not going to be live by the time this airs. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's all going to line up by the time we air it, but I'm going to be starting a new podcast called Pray for Micah. Hashtag Pray for Micah. Because, you know, if it's good enough for Big Time Tommy to say hashtag Pray for Micah, then it's good enough for me. So this is the kind of guy you get. This is the type of guy you get. So uh, it'll be the episode, you know, or show that, like, has episodes where we just do interviews with folks and learn about local issues, um, solve white people problems. White people, white people. (laughs) Or white people trying to solve and do social justice issues. Um, But honestly, just, like, talk about basically philosophy, faith, art, activism, all all of the above. So... It's really good. And also remember Ride or Die Volumes 1 and 2 out now, wherever you stream your music. If we haven't already not met, let that be known. Um, so, Micah, I usually do my own sign-off, but you want to start with your official sign-off of how you would sign off a show? Uh, welcome to Cancel Sweezy. I, don't, I think that's an intro. Oh, sorry. That's an intro. Um, well, that's all, folks. All right, folks, that's you heard here from uh, my favorite big-titted animal. Hashtag pray for Micah. Um, and like I said, so uh, as we end today, uh, honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome. Pray for Micah. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for uh, finishing the full episode. You made it this far, and I am super proud of you. Uh, If you want to support the show even further, we do have a Patreon page where you can financially support the show, keep us going financially, and uh, being one of the top-ranking spoke lords that I know that you can be. And uh, thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And, uh, like I said before, stay awesome.